Folks, welcome into another episode of Degenerate Danger Zone. It's Monday, January 11th, and that just means it is time to go get some free money. I am your host, Ty B. Today, I will be joined by Meerkat, and we have a special guest, Jake Micah, to help us break down some basketball action. Meerkat, we got to get it started, though. The national championship is tonight for college football. Ohio State taking on Alabama. Bama, the Crimson Tide, big favorites in this one, minus 8.5, minus 3.15, plus 2.40, opposite way on the money line there. And the total in this game is huge, over under 74.5. Where are your initial reads on this game, Meerkat? Initially, my brain automatically says take the over, take the over, take the over because these two teams, their offenses are so high-powered. It's the national championship, you know, Alabama could score 60 points themselves. So you just have no idea. But that's the thing. It's also the national championship. So you have no idea how things are going to play out. We're not sure on Justin Fields' status. So I'm probably going to avoid betting the total because everyone knows my stance on totals. But I didn't care what the number was coming into this game. I'm taking Alabama. Taking that eight and a half tonight. I think Bama dominates. I I really think they crush OSU tonight. And that's not just because of the Justin Fields injury. Did I think Clemson was going to beat Ohio State, though? Yeah, I was wrong there. So can I be wrong tonight? Maybe. But Bama is just so good. They're 7-2 and two against the spread in their last nine. And they had some big, big spreads. 7-1 and one against the spread in their last eight versus Big Ten. Uh, their only competition this year was Florida. Only team that came close to even giving them the sweat. And they were fine. You might get Jalen Waddle back tonight, too, to pair with exactly. that just absolute dynamic trio of Mac Jones, Najee Harris, and Devontae Smith. They're, they're incredible. That offense is so good. The defense is sound. Saban's been there time and time again. You have people talk about Urban Meyer going to the NFL now. Who knows where his head's at? I, I love Alabama tonight. Feed me it. Yeah, good thing Urban Meyer is not the head coach anymore. Meerkat, he'll be watching. Oh, so, <laughs> yeah, I mean, day. I don't even, yeah, that, that's, oh, We're that so used to it for so long. Yeah, I know, but, I know. That's a complete. But, yeah, yeah I think the the biggest aspect for this game might just be Jalen Waddell. As you said, he, he might, might be back for this one. Everything seems to be pointing in that direction. I think he is just an absolute unbelievable difference maker for that team because coming into this season, he was their number one uh, receiver and not Devontae Smith. So if he's healthy and he's going, that makes me think Bama can cover this spread. And for that reason, I'm going to fade myself. I think Ohio State's going to – oh, no, I'm going to fade myself again. No, I, I don't believe that. I don't think Ohio State's <laughs> I think Alabama's the best team in the country, and they're going to really prove it tonight. Uh, you just pointed to so many reasons, Meerkat, especially offensively. This defense isn't what it normally is. Um, because you lose, you know, so many guys year in and year out uh, to the NFL, especially first-round picks. But there's still a very, very good defense filled with five-star, four-star recruits, tons of athletes out there. They're going to be able to keep up with Ohio State offensively. And with all these questions running Justin Fields and maybe some guys who could be missing because of COVID protocols, I'm riding with Bama in this one. Jake, you got to play on this one? Yeah, I'm I'm fading both of you guys because I've been leading towards Ohio State since since honestly since before the uh, since before the playoff started. I really like them against Clemson too. I just think that a lot we haven't seen a lot of this team, especially against elite competition. I mean, their biggest game this year would have been Penn State, and Penn State obviously was not 
the team that we thought they were yeah. going to be this year. But on the other side of the ball, we don't, obviously we don't know the status of fields, but you talk about Devonta Smith and Jalen Waddle. Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson are playmakers at the receiver position for the Buckeyes. And Trey Sermon has really came on as of late as the running back. We know how he had a huge uh, performance in the Big Ten championship game as well. Um, so I just think – I think it's – I think that nine is eight and a half is perfect number uh, for Ohio state, especially when you talk about a backdoor, if this game is going to go, you know, be a really high scoring, we could see like a 51 to 44 where it's like a touchdown in the last five minutes for the Buckeyes or something like that. But if you think the Buckeyes actually have a chance of winning, I like a score of like 38, 31, 38, 35. So it goes slightly on it, maybe a little slightly under, but Buckeyes are going to be able to put up points. We really haven't seen Bama get punched in the mouth yet at all that much this year, yeah. except against Florida a little bit in the SEC title game. Yeah, absolutely. So it's going to be very fun yeah, to watch. Do you Not guys, a ton of hype, though, this year, right, Meerkat? No, it's weird. There has there was way more hype for the Nickelodeon football NFL game yesterday <laughs> than this game, honestly, and deservedly so. That was incredible. But do you guys think Ohio State – deserve to be in the college football playoff i know i'm a bit biased because i just don't like ohio state i don't think they deserved it only playing you know how uh, they finished here with what seven games bama finished here with 12 i mean i know they're a great team and if they played a larger schedule they probably would have still yeah. got it anyway but did they, did they really earn this it's it's tough. Yeah, I mean, you can, you can stand it around and debate win. it all day. But yeah, I think the win solidifies it and proves it that no matter what, you could have always made the argument that they were going to be one of the top four teams just because if you look at the talent they have, um, the guys they returned and what they were able to do last year, you would think they would be able to grow off that. And you saw that in their limited amount of performances. Either way, Jake, I don't know about you. I think you probably feel the same way. Yeah, I, I think that they should have been in, but I think it was as much of a product of there wasn't really a great fifth team to throw in there against them. Like, no one could really make the A&M argument after they got blown out by Bama. If Oklahoma is a one-loss champion, I think that's a way more interesting conversation between you know, of Ohio State, Notre Dame, and Oklahoma when it came down to Selection Day. But it was just the lacking of them having another team to go up against and the lack of respect really that the committee paid to, you know, they didn't put Cincinnati up there to contend with them. That would have been, if you think about, you know, undefeated teams should have been the other team to take a spot, but I just feel like there wasn't another team they could even look up to and be like, this is a even playing field schedule and everything else. But obviously we would love to see them play more games and play Michigan in a rivalry game. I know they usually kick Michigan's ass, but at least we could have seen it on the field and get it done. There would have been more interesting. That's yep. the thing. Like you said, there was no better fifth team. So I'm not saying that they didn't deserve it, but I just would have liked someone with more games played. But they, they would have got earned it had they played a full schedule. It's just a weird thing, you know, but they beat Clemson, so they proved they deserved it. No, absolutely. I think that's a perfect way to sum it up, Meerkat. But let's move on here. We're going to get into college basketball before we break down the association in depth. I'm going to make my play first here. I'm going to go with UConn. Um, their star player, James Boonight, is still a game-time decision right now. He's averaging 10 more points than any other player on this team. But if you this line is where it is because they're sort of expecting him not to play. The last time around, um, UConn grabbed 15 offensive rebounds and won in the 21 or won by 21 points over DePaul. I think that they can still do that whether Bo Knight is out there or not, just because 
the way this team rebounds. DePaul is ranked 325th in defensive rebounding, which is absolutely abysmal. One of the worst rates in all of collegiate basketball. So I think UConn can win this either way. And if you get that spark with Boo Knight out there, I think that should be an easy cover. Meerkat, what do you got? We are in the same wavelength. I'm running a parlay, just a two-teamer, nice and simple. I love it. First leg is going to be Colorado money line against Utah. Colorado, they just have a this. I think this game's gonna be close, but Colorado's got an incredible defense and a well like dispersed offense. They don't really have a star, even though McKinley Wright is a monster for them. Their scoring is really spread out throughout the starting five. They have they go deep into games, the starting five, and they're coming off a really impressive win over Oregon, who was 22nd until that game. So I like them against Utah, who doesn't really scare me there. That's a bigger money line. And then the second leg is UConn's money line against DePaul. Pretty much everything you said, how to beat UConn is to shoot threes, and DePaul can't shoot One of the threes. Rates, yeah. Yeah, one of the lowest rates in the country. And you brought up the offensive rebounding. UConn's second in the country in offensive rebound rate. DePaul is 325th in defensive rebounding. That is a recipe for disaster. I, I love this part. Yeah, Boone Boo Knight's not the guy getting the rebounds. He's a guard. Yeah, so think yeah. about that. That's going to be able to continue. I like that. Uh, Jake, you got anything for college basketball? You both took both of my picks too. I had Colorado. I didn't. I, don't know, probably, I had Colorado spread. Uh, Colorado is. I think they've looked good in every game, and especially I like. I watched that game against Oregon the other night. They both of those interesting teams, the Pac-12, and they just like you said, the starting five is goes real deep, and they're all pretty solid. So as long as they're playing, I like them. And Connecticut's just been rolling. I mean, it looks like UConn of old finally. So yeah, UConn and UConn Colorado were my two plays for the night there. No, absolutely. It's going to be like UConn of old. It's going to be like the Kemba teams because they kind of run with Boone Knight for the most part. But if you look at what they have, they have some good uh, good forward play, get, get those rebounds like we've mentioned. But time to hop over here to the association, something that Jake's very familiar with, the host of the Happy Hour Hoops podcast with sure. Donovan. But we got to talk a little bit here. We're getting a bunch of games postponed. I know you guys, before we started recording, you both were talking about how you wanted to hammer the Mavericks tonight, but we're not going to be able to. That game's postponed. The Mavericks won't have enough available players. Um, so, Jake, you know, you, you want to talk about that? That the, Some of these cancellations, I guess, as a storyline and how it's affecting some of these games and some of the betting. Well, yeah, you'd mean more than ever, you're checking, you have to check the injury report every night, right? And especially with the NBA, we've gotten accustomed to checking for guys for rest, especially schedule. You have to check the schedule. There's so many schedule losses for bets um, on guys on back to backs, guys sitting on road back to backs, things like that. And it's just adding to it again. You got to check and see the health and safety protocols because there are times where, like, got tonight, if you don't look quickly and you're just looking at, oh, why is, Philly, you know, plus seven in Atlanta. Well, they don't have seven guys probably going tonight, including Embiid and Simmons in a game where they'd probably normally be. I mean, that's got to be a point swing, something close to that 10 point swing mm-hmm. um, in the odds just because the guys that are going to be out for that. So it's really just checking every, checking more and more every day. And today the NBA and the Players Association are meeting to go over the health and safety protocols. Um, I know I had an article out Friday just wondering what the it's what's the difference between the situation where the Sixers had to play with seven dudes the other night but the Celtics have had their last two games postponed because they only had seven or eight guys available so I think the NBA really what we need to look out for is is there going to be some new 
uh, language in these protocols and everything to see are guys going to be playing these games? Like when, when is the cutoff for when guys are, have to play games and when teams don't have to play games? Cause it just seems like it's kind of all over the place right now. So the NBA has definitely got to figure it out. And I'm sure that the NHL is watching very closely and like seeing how these guys are doing it, but it seems like the NBA is traveling a lot more than they need to be. Like they're trying to get the whole schedule. They're trying to get 72 games. They're not really doing like two game. They have some of these two game sets, but it hasn't been as consistent as the NHL schedule look. And I wonder if that's kind of where we're leaning towards with the schedule change or something like that. Yeah. Maybe if we see a schedule change going forward, yeah. Playing those, you know, home and home series, the way the Mm -hmm. NHL is going to be doing it, pairing up those games so that, you know, you're checking all those boxes off, cutting down on having to travel twice, only having to travel once. Um, which hopefully, you know, will will help them. We'll see them starting off on Wednesday. But Meerkat, what do you got here for your first pick of the of the day for the NBA? My first pick, I am going with the Indiana Pacers minus five and a half against the Sacramento Kings tonight. The Kings are one and five since they're three and one start, pretty much where they should be. The thing is, they're not a good team. They have great talent on this team and good players, but as a team, they just they just don't work. They have they're never coached that well. You know, you wonder what would have happened if you know Malone had stayed there, and never gone to Denver with some of these guys like Fox. And I know people hate on him, but I'm a Buddy Heald believer. And you look at the Pacers, they're trending upwards. Sabonis has been eating this season. He's coming off a 2020 game. He's got a double-double every game this year. And the Kings probably aren't going to have Rashawn Holmes tonight. So you really expect, you know, Whiteside and Bagley to to guard Sabonis. I think that's going to be the difference maker in this game. You got Buddy Heald hurt, too. He might not play. We'll see on that. But. The Pacers are heating up. They're five and one uh, against winning teams this year, and the Kings just don't inspire much confidence. Five and a half points. I'm going to take this. No, all right. I, I love that Meerkat. Always got to find those angles. Obviously, Rashawn Holmes <clears throat> being out is going to hurt me in fantasy again. Love the injuries piling up <laughs> on my team. But Jake, what's your first play? I'm locking in the Suns. My another line minus five and a half. They're at the Wizards tonight. Now this game. It's good. You're going to sweat it out more than you think before. Like you're looking at it and it's seven and three sons at the two and eight wizards. There's going to be no Beal, no Westbrook. So it seems a lot easier than it's going to be. It's going to be a close matchup. Um, the wizards just put up points, like no matter who's in the lineup, they're second in the NBA in points right now. Um, and they just run such a fast pace. So, and that's not going to, that's only going to increase without Westbrook and Beal. They're going to have to get points from every direction, but the Suns have just been one of the best teams in the NBA from game to game. Um, they play with one of the slowest paces in the NBA right now, which is why that over that total, I was looking at that total and it's 231. I was, I'm leaning over on that as well, but it's just, the Suns are just, it looks like more and more the Suns team is like matchup based with the way Chris Paul comes in and just kind of dissects teams to where they need to, and uses the players around him to what they need to do. It hasn't been all Booker and Aiton. It's been Mikhail Bridges some games or Cam Johnson some teams. But this Phoenix team is really good. They beat a very good Pacers team the other day on the road. Um, close overtime loss to the Pistons at the start of this road trip. And then their other two losses are to the Kings uh, early in the year by three and then to the Clippers by five at home. So they've played at all the games that they've lost. They've been close. I don't think the Wizards are going to be out there you know, I think if this game gets out of hand early, I don't think the Wizards are going to come back in and fight. So that's why I'd stay away from the total. But I go Suns minus five and a half. 
Yeah, I, I think the Suns have been playing really, really good basketball. And talking about a team who hasn't been playing good basketball but should be contending, I'm looking at the Bucks in this one. I'm going to ride <clears throat> with them tonight. I think that Herzeg- oh, 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 oh. Yep, it's at 10 right now. So the Bucks are up to minus 10, um, around 7, minus 8 earlier. But um, without Mark Fultz, the Magic are really, really struggling. Lost by 42, and then um, another game they dropped to Dallas right after that. Marco Fultz, although not a star, he is one of their guards who did a lot for them. <clears throat> Behind him, they do not have very much depth at the guard position. I mean, you look at it, Michael Carter-Williams is having to play, you know, 23 minutes a night. Uh, even Karim Mane is having to play now for them. Uh, the youngster is getting close to 12 minutes per night, and Cole Anthony is having to take on an increased role. And that's caused this team to really hit a bit of a tailspin. I think the way the Bucks have been back and forth all year, they need to start, you know, putting together some wins and they have a good chance here against a team who's not going to put up the biggest fight, um, especially on the defensive end. I think the Bucks can really put up some numbers here and get themselves a big win. I'm taking a minus 10. Meerkat, what else you got? This is one of those kind of kind of gut plays, but I do really like it. The more I look at it, the more and more I like it. I'm going with the Trailblazers minus five against the Raptors tonight because the Trailblazers are looking good. I know the past two wins have been against the Timberwolves and the Kings, but they're big wins. They're winning how they should be against teams like that. They're a streaky team, but when they get hot, they're hot, and the Raptors have not been great defensively all year, and you look at the last three games, they're allowing – 126 points per game on average. The lone bright spot from the Raptors this year has been Fred Van Fleet. He's been solid, playing well, but you got trade rumors with Kyle Lowry. I can't speak. Kyle Lowry, there we go, <laughs> and swirling around with that team. And then Pascal Siakam, he's, he's been great, but he's not taking that next step to superstardom, which people have been kind of waiting for, and he might be getting past the point where he's ever going to get much better than he is now, which is a bit disappointing for them. So that Raptors team, I don't have a lot of faith in them. They just played a long drawn out game last night and now traveling, you know, from Oakland to Portland against Warriors last night and the trailblazers. Like I said, they're playing well right now. You have McCollum and uh, Damian Lillard both scoring over 25. They're four and against the spread this year at home against losing teams and that's what they got tonight so let's go oh absolutely let's so jake you got another play for me yeah so this is another one that i've been back and forth on all day like you meerkat and we were talking about a little bit before but i am leading there are two plays on this i'm leaning towards the knicks covering five points on the road at the hornets and also the under of 213 so i know that's a low under for the nba nowadays but both these teams uh, the Knicks currently two and eight uh, going over, going under um, against the spread of the over under. They've been gone under eight times and the Hornets under seven times. So these teams do not score a lot of points. Um, the last two games, the Knicks have scored 89 points in both games. So offense is really not clicking and it's a Thibode, Tom Thibodeau team. So they're going to favor defense no matter what anyways. And the Hornets, I think the Hornets got this, this line. I don't think the Hornets are five points better than any NBA team on any floor this year. I really don't. Like, I think the Hornets, the, their three game win streak here, they started off two and five. 
Um, and now they're up to five and five, but they've beaten the Hawks twice who the Hawks have just looked like a mess, honestly. Like the Hawks, the last couple of games are just so up and down. Bogdanovich is hurt. Trey Young only took nine shots the other day. Like it was like his Kobe moment where he was like, let these other guys do it. So I don't know what's going on in Atlanta, but I think that is more the reason that the Hornets beat them than anything else. And then LaMelo outplayed, wanted to outplay Lonzo on Friday night. And I think that that comeback against the Pelicans was just as much of a young Pelicans team thinking they had it in the bag. They were up in the second half in that game and not as much, uh, on what the Hornets can do. So I think the Knicks are due for a bounce back. I think the Hornets are due to come back to earth and they just don't score a lot. So I don't like picking a low under, but I'm going to go under and Knicks plus five here. Yeah. And speaking about a low under, I'm about to pick one. I'm going with that Grizzlies Cavaliers under two Oh six and a half. Yeah. I'm going to do it. Um, These teams just played each other last week it was a 94 90 Cavaliers win Colin Sexton was out for that one he's probably going to be out again tonight this Cleveland Cavaliers team hasn't scored over 100 points since December 27th uh, it's a run of like nine straight games you look at it on the season they are two two overs eight unders the Grizzlies three overs six unders these teams are under teams and still no John Morant uh, no Jaron Jackson, Jonas Valanciunas, and um, Andre Drummond are going to be locked into battle. These two have done it 24 times in their careers and are going to be doing it yet again. I think you look at you know, the efficiency and the points per game and everything else, it's, it's just a perfect recipe for an ugly basketball game and an under. Yeah, I, you know, I don't bet my totals unless I love <laughs> them, but you're kind of talking me into that one. I mean, <laughs> are the Cavaliers going to score at all tonight? You know, uh, that's that's not too bad. I only have one more, though, play, and it's just a little parlay. I won't get too into it. It's the Suns money line and the Hornets money line. It gives you a nice plus 130 parlay, nice and safe like the college basketball one. Jake already talked about what the Suns are doing. He covered that. I love them on the money line. He liked the spread too. I might hit that spread. And then the Hornets, I know Jake says he likes the Knicks spread. I'm okay with that spread hitting because I'm taking the money line. I think it is going to be a close game. That's why I'm playing it safe here. I'm just LaMelo Ball stand right now, (laughs) and I'm rooting for this Hornets team. I like them with that number at minus 186. That's perfect parlay fodder, which I'm, you know, plus 130, I'm taking that. Oh, yeah, Meerkat. Lamelo has been playing absolutely exciting ball. Jake, you got any any more picks before we wrap it up here? I think the only other thing I would do if you want just some easy favorite money lines is you get plus 150 for Pacers, Bucks, and Suns to all win. So I think that's – all three of those teams should win tonight. They're playing inferior teams. And these are the three of the best teams we're going to see in the NBA this year. So that's the, that's the parlay I would go for tonight. If you're looking for something. All right. Well, hopefully, hopefully all these bets hit, but those two parlays sound a little, a little juicy. We might have to be, I might have to be running right down uh, the 190 to the Creek and hammering those, but that'll do it for us today for degenerate danger zone. Make sure you follow everything Jake and Dunny are doing with happy hour hoops over at, at happy hour hoops one on Twitter, meerkat and myself are all over at degenerate zone all the time with tons of content, especially the dart who is on a heater right now. <laughs> Six of the last seven, mm-hmm. I believe meerkat let's go all since I told you he was shy because of the name and we gave him a good name and look what he's doing. He's performing. And I know since the name. 
Yes, exactly. So let's hope we can all keep performing and go get that free money. Doesn't matter if you're hammering the creek online, you're calling your bookie. Let's go have some success. Good night now.